Yeah. It's <laughs> your girls. That's such a wonderful way of leading people into being like, it's getting spooky, and then you add the yeah, and it's like, we're just here to have fun. <laughs> Booyah. It's like Kim Possible. Do, 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 do. Booyah. <laughs> we are, I, that's a great comparison to who we are as a podcast. Oh, if we did a couple's Halloween costume. Can I be Rufus? You want to be the naked mole rat? Yes. I will gladly hand you that baton. <laughs> I can't wait. One day. Next year. I'll be Kim Possible, though I'm not sure how my thighs will look in cargo pants. <laughs> cargo pants are actually coming back into style, so. God, that's bad news for me. I'm not going to participate in that. I might. I might have already bought a pair, and I'm going to move on from that. You can do that, though. You look good in everything. And you true. also have an endless closet. Every time I see you, you're in something I've never seen you in before. We're very opposite. I wear the same exact. I have like my Friday outfit. I have my Saturday outfit. I have my Sunday outfit. But you're very creative. You know how to dress yourself. See, it's funny because I feel like I don't. I feel like I get so bored of my clothing. Maybe you're bored because you're always looking for something new because you're a fashionista. Well, I am looking for new Halloween traditions. Yes, because this is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we're your ghostesses. That's Corinne. Hello. Or Kim Possible. And I'm Sabrina, a.k.a. Rufus, the Naked Mole Rat. We are here to bring you haunting tales. Before we get into our super spooky stories that you guys sent us, we do need to say a very special thank you uh, to our Patreon donors in September. You guys killing it thank we, you like, actually couldn't do half of the stuff without your support so this is amazing yes you have our gratitude in life and death and this episode we are saying thank you to our phantoms so very special thank you to mary kayla the worst music you've ever heard podcast mm-hmm. alicia adele rachel nicole zoe jim annie and theodore Anna Leah, Smashing Sundays, Tara, Sim, Samantha, Jocelyn, Nahongo, Pretty Outdoorsy, Carrie, Rebe, Carla, Chloe, Katie, Alpeca Paca, A Paranormal Chicks, Tomb Juice, Vanessa, Dez, Benjamin, Corbin's Mom, Natasha, Carling, Courtney, Bree, We Need to Talk About Ghosts, Caitlin, Danielle, Carly, Audrey, Angel Kitty, M. Marie, Cornfed Witch, Jay, Dominique, Vic, Leslie, It Hurts When I Pee, Parker, Marky Duzoinks, Victoria, Desiree, Maddie, The Tater, Kay, Bailey Meows, Carrie, Robin, Fox Club Farm, Marina, Ivy, Sally, Jess, Dane, Friday, Jacob, Daniela, Heather, Isadora, Alexandra, Michael, Lindsay, Backroad Diaries, Shannon, Jasmine, Caroline, Georgina, Sherry, Christy, Laura. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. We did a little call to action this month yeah. for Halloween to hear about some of the cool Halloween traditions that everybody does out there. Maybe we copy and incorporate it in our own lives. Yeah. Okay. Should I go first? Yeah. This is from Barbara. She says, hi, Corinne and Sabrina. First off, I absolutely love you too. Your podcast is my favorite pastime while I'm stuck in the office all day. Now straight to it. My Halloween traditions have definitely changed over the years. Growing up, when my sister and I were young, we were not allowed to go trick-or-treating, and my parents were very strict and way overprotective, of course, for good reasons. So every year, my sister and I would change into our pajamas, grab a grocery store plastic bag, and knock on our parents' bedroom door and eagerly say, trick-or-treat! Oh, this makes my heart so warm. That is so cute. My mom and dad would then grab huge handfuls of candy and fill up our bags. Lame, I know, but, but at the time, it was all I had. 
We would then go to the TV room, turn on the Disney Channel, and proceed to watch all the Halloween specials on for that night. Everything from Hocus Pocus to Don't Look Under the Bed to Halloween Town to the TV specials of Boy Meets World. Oh my god, that's the best Halloween episode. Ugh. This that's is so the Raven. best Halloween. This is like the way to spend Halloween. Yes, I love this. This is what I'm going to do this year. Uh, those were the good old years. Now, my traditions have definitely changed. My sister is now married with two kids of her own who she loves to dress up and take trick-or-treating. So that leaves me to make my own traditions with my fiancé. Every night in October, we watch a Halloween movie from scary to funny to nostalgic. And on Halloween night, we always order a large pizza. One year, we actually made our own. And we pick out a few scary movies. October is also my birthday month, October 24th. Oh, hey, dream. Wait, when does this episode come out? 23rd? Oh my gosh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. So we try to fit in a haunted house or drive down to Ohio to Cedar Point for hollow weekends. I live in Michigan, so it's just two hour drives away, a two-hour drive away. October is definitely the best month of the year. Sorry, I don't have any costume ideas for you two. I'm pretty lame in that department. Though I'm trying to talk to my fiancé trying to talk my fiance into dressing up as Sarah and Hoggle along with our pup Ludo. You may or may not get the reference, but it's one of the best movies of all time, The Labyrinth with David Bowie. Please see attached photo of the characters I mentioned and photo of my pup and on his birthday that just passed. Stay spooky, Barbara. Oh my god, this birthday picture of her pup. Oh my gosh, Ludo! Let's party. Oh my god. Okay, I'm going to describe it because it's actually that I'm like probably going to print this out and frame it because it's unbelievably it's cute. very cute. This could be a stock photo. So yeah. Ludo is this sweet little sweetie face and <laughs> there's some sparkling lights surrounding Ludo and a whole a backdrop that's like wood and then there's a sign that says let's party and then there's a little hat and a birthday card and a happy bark day pup pie wow that's a great tradition also these halloween costume ideas are hilarious <laughs> this is like on par with when i say i want to dress up as the thumb from spy kids yes i want you to do that so bad or like the hormone monstrous from that one's also great that would be so good oh my god barbara if you do that let us know that's hilarious Yes. Okay. okay, what do you have? I have one from Yasmin. Here are her Halloween traditions. Hello, lovely ghost ghouls. I'm Yasmin. I live in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is in Canada, if you were wondering. I know where Winnipeg is. Uh, my town is surrounded by prairies, <laughs> so we have a lot of pumpkin patches, as well as a traditional haunted house called Six Pines, which happens every October and has a special horror night for Halloween. This haunted house has three sections and even has cameras on the outside so people waiting to get in see the scares, which is really funny. Pop-up oh scares are the specialty there. And not gonna lie, I may have peed my pants a little from being scared <laughs> by the nun. I love going to it, even though it's in a secluded area, which makes it even scarier and fun. And I also am loving your podcast. Please come to Canada. Have a spooky day, ladies. And hi to Leia. I love cats. Love your spooky oh. listener. Yasmin. This is what I love. Just like the good old traditional haunted house, pop-up scares, kind of thrown together in like rural, a rural area, which only adds to the spookiness when you're like driving in on dark roads at night. And I love the idea of watching other people get scared. Oh, that's, yeah, that's amazing. And it's kind of cocky of the house to be like, we're going to show you where you'll poor people will pop out and like where you'll get scared but we know mm -hmm. we'll, we're still good enough that we'll definitely we'll scare, scare you. you 
I know. I love it. I love that. Ugh, gotta love a good old fashioned haunted house. Yes. I really want, okay, Yasmin just made me dream up another goal for my future house, which at this point has to have 70 rooms from all of the different things I want (laughs) incorporated in it. But I want to have a garage that's large and very well kept in terms of like, I'm going to Marie Kondo the crap out of that garage. It's going to be very beautiful and minimalistic so that I have an easy time converting it into a haunted maze for Halloween for the kids. Oh, I love it. Wouldn't that be fun? And then, you know, like the the teens who maybe are bordering on the, oh, am I too old to trick or treat or not? Like they can come and have fun and be the scary people. Yes. Hire out the teens and then give them candy so that they don't have to be like or questioning if they're too old. And by the way, you're literally never too old. You're never too old. You're young always. Always. Wait, this is actually a great transition because I have a story about a job at a haunted house. What a Like dream. a legit haunted house. Not like a scary haunted house, but like a Halloween haunted house. Also, I think I'm incorrect and I think she actually just works at a haunted house. Not a haunted haunted house. Like, you, okay. I'm just going to read it now. There's like weird noises happening. Is it your air kicking on and off? Yeah, but it's like uh, coming from outside my door. So I'm just going to keep my door shut forever and never leave. Okay. So this is from Sophie, and she says, My graveyard shift haunted house job. Hi, ladies. I came across y'all's podcast a few months ago, and needless to say, I am obsessed. I have been wanting to email for a while. I just recently listened to the job hauntings episode and just knew that was my sign to send an email about the haunted house I work third shift at. My name is Sophie. I'm a nurse and work home health. The man I take care of, let's call him Troy, is the sweetest. I have been taking care of him in his home for over two years, and I've always believed in ghosts and spirits, and I've always been able to sense them since I was a kid. Literally the first night I started there, I walked in the house and could feel the presence of spirits there, but I also knew that it wasn't malicious, so it didn't bother me too much. The first night, I learned his wife of almost 70 years had passed away recently before I started, so in my head, I was like, okay, that must be the presence I feel. The first few months went by good. I would always hear knocking sounds, thuds, and footsteps overnight. Sounds and noises are a nightly occurrence there, but I've gotten used to it. But then the activity started picking up. I have so many stories from there, but for this email, I will start with these three. One night, I was sitting in the living room writing, and in the kitchen, I hear someone walking. Mind you, the kitchen and living room are right beside each other, not even five feet apart. And I was like, okay, Troy must be up because sometimes he wakes up at night to get himself a good old midnight snack and a Gatorade, as he says while giggling. I hear the fridge open and close, and I see the dim light on the floor that the fridge makes when the door is opened. And then I hear a crinkling sound like a bag of chips is opening. So I walk in there to ask if he needed help, and yeah, no one was in there. As soon as I walked into the kitchen, it was complete silence. I went and peeked in his room, and he was sound asleep in his bed. No one else lives there, only him. Weird, right? It gets better. As I said, noises happen every night there, but one night a few months after that, I heard a whistling sound. I told myself it's just the wind outside. Well, then a few minutes later, I hear a disembodied female voice singing what sounded like a melody to a song, and then I hear a piano being played also. I instantly froze because there's a piano in the day room downstairs. I got up and went to his room to see if he was in there, His bedroom is on the second floor. The day room with the piano is on the first floor. I walk into his room and there he is, sound asleep. This last story still creeps me out. Troy still has a house phone that he uses to talk to friends and family, but no one ever calls after 8 p.m. He was already laying down and asleep and I was sitting in the bedroom down the hall from his watching YouTube videos. 
It was a little after 10 p.m. and the house phone rings. I was so confused because the whole time I've worked there, no one has ever called that late. So I get up and as soon as I picked up the phone and looked at the caller ID, I was paralyzed. The house number was showing up as the incoming call. And his wife's full name was on the caller ID. Ladies, when I tell you I wanted to run out of that house like, holy crap, I still don't understand how that happened because there's only the one house phone there. I was terrified. That whole night I had chills. And the next morning when I got off work, I talked to the person that works the first shift with Troy about everything that happened. The first thing that came out of their mouth was, there's a reason I only work first shift here. <laughs> and then started telling me things in the past that has happened. Troy's mother passed away many, many years ago. She loved singing and music. And before she passed away, she gave Troy her piano, the same piano that sits in the day room. Remember my story when I heard the lady's voice singing along with the piano? I genuinely believe it was his mother I heard that night. There's so many stories I want to tell from some of the houses and facilities I've worked in, especially this one, but I'll save them for another email. I hope you ladies have an amazing day and even better Halloween season. I'm so excited. It's finally October. Y'all have a very special podcast that brings people together in so many ways. So I hope you're proud of the work you're doing. I cannot wait to continue listening to future episodes y'all come out with. See you on the other side, Sophie. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a sweet story. Like, it's scary to experience. But if you actually think about, like, what's going on, what's happening. Yes. It's nice. Like, just getting it is nice. a visit from a loved one. Still terrifying. Still terrifying to be working and experiencing that. And, like, that's your job. You can't just, you can't just like, get up and run and leave. Yeah. Especially late at night. Right. They do totally seem like good entities. They're not... Good old spirits. Lovely little ghosts just sticking around Troy, who is a love, beloved family member, and they're keeping him company. I wonder if he sees them or experiences them at all. just about to say that. Like, what are his experiences? Is he under the impression that they are also visiting? Or maybe he gets, oh, like, extreme too. visits and just doesn't want to say anything because he doesn't want to spook anyone because he'll, like, see them walking around maybe. Interesting. His abilities are surpass everyone else's. I wonder. So curious. So curious. Okay. I right. have a story called Black Eyed Susan and Hair Pulling. Oh, no. This is from Giselle. Hi, Corinne and Sabrina. Longtime listener. First time ghosty writer. <laughs> <laughs> Your podcast makes driving 100 plus miles every day so much better. I've always felt a special connection with the spiritual world, and I've learned that I'm an empath. It makes sense since growing up, I'd feel things and emotions that I knew even as a wee little one didn't belong to me. I have two Ooh. stories, and I apologize if it gets a little lengthy. No need to apologize here. No need. Black-eyed Susan. My first story begins when I'm around 9 or 10 years old. My house was built in the late 40s, early 50s, in an older part of my city. My parents were just beginning to do renovations on my house, and I had, at the time, the smallest room in the back of the house. One day, I found a pair of old wire glasses in the old bathroom cabinet. I knew they didn't belong to anyone in my house, and I put them in a drawer for safekeeping. That night, I was having a normal kid dream, having Justin Timberlake do my hair, I know, weird, <laughs> when all of a sudden my dream changed. In my dream, I felt someone pulling on my braid in a creepy, guttural, but childlike voice say, I want to play with your hair. I want to play with your hair. I force myself to wake up and I roll over in bed to see the creepiest thing ever. It was a little girl with a green velvet dress, 
black hair with black-eyed Susan in her headband, the wire glasses, and the blackest eyes I have ever seen. Even as a kid, I knew her eyes meant that she was something bad, but I reached over and I tried to touch her and she disappears. I felt something cold and thin in my grasp, and lo and behold, there were those fucking glasses that I had put in the drawer that was on the other side of the room. I switched bedrooms with my brother after that, but I would, and sometimes still do, wake up to my door wide open and a black shadow dart across the hallway out of sight. Next story comes from 2015. I'm working my first job as an RN in a pediatric hospital. Being a new grad and new hire, I get stuck with the worst hours, but whatever. On one of my first weeks on the floor, I get told by the receptionist, let's call her Ava, that in one of the rooms on the floor, an exorcism was done on a patient. No one is put in that room unless there is a ton of overflow because patients and family would complain of a bad feeling in an ominous presence. I was talking about it with Ava one night when only she and I were on the floor. I was kind of messing around, stupid me, and saying that I didn't believe it was real. Oops. (laughs) I go to get something out of the cabinet in the nursing station and I feel the hair around my bun get tight. I have a lot of hair and it's long, so silly me thought it was just my rubber band pulling at it. It happened a few more times, each time slightly more aggressive. I went to ask Ava if there was something in my hair or if my bun was stuck to my scrubs, but before I could open my mouth, my hair gets yanked hard and my rubber band goes flying across the room, hits the opposite wall, and slides down slowly. I stop, look at Ava, and ask if she saw what I saw. She nods, and I back up my stuff, and I sit next to her for the remainder of my 13-hour shift. (laughs) Needless to say, I didn't last long at that job. Oh my gosh. I have a few more stories that are creepier, but I'll save them for another time. Thanks for reading, and I'll see you on the other side. Giselle. Whoa. All of that is so scary. And it's so interesting that her hair is the target, you know? Like the in the first in her dream, like after like real life finding the glasses, her dream in her dream, the attention was her attention was taken away from the dream when her hair was pulled. I want to play with your hair. That's so weird. So weird and so Does she have like paranormal hair? Yeah, maybe her hair is like Gretchen Wieners. It's full of secrets. Or maybe it's magical. Um Rapunzel entangled and it's the lifeline. It is life. It's full of magic. It's magic. Wow. Wow. Um, oh my gosh. So creepy. The green velvet dress. Yeah. I'm and really the curious black about the glasses. Eyes. Like that, I'm super curious about because it's like there must have been an evil entity attached to the glasses because there's no way that there was. Demons don't wear glasses. <laughs> so. Yeah. Not like they actually belong to the demon in their real life. But maybe it did need glasses? I don't know. This is like in the demon world, if they were, if they have demon kids, they're going to have to write a book called Demons Can Have Glasses so that their kids <laughs> feel good about it. It's like the book Everybody Poops. So everybody yeah. poops. Demons can have glasses. Demons might need glasses too. Demons need glasses too. Okay. I have one more story. It's from Brianna. She says, haunted dolls, scratching skeletons, and dancing ghosts. Hey, girls. After my last email about the haunted nursing home, I got to thinking about my experiences, and a few stood out, so I had to write again. 
My grandma is an awesome lady and used to buy us so many Christmas presents she had to find those three-foot-tall gift bags and giant boxes just to wrap them for us. Most of those gifts, however, were found at Goodwill or garage sales, so they were pre-loved toys and books and dolls. She got me and my sister at least one doll for every holiday. One of these dolls happened to be a life-size Barbie that I immediately was terrified of. Oh God, I'm already scared. (laughs) She got it from a Goodwill, and she said she thought it was so cool, and I put it in my closet never to be played with. Something else to know, the room I shared with my siblings was super duper haunted and where all of these things take place. We were terrified of being alone in that room, and most of the time the ghost was a little girl, but other times it'd be a terrifying looking man or just shadows and vague human shapes. One day I got into trouble and was sent to my room alone. I was told to stay there for five minutes in time out, and none of my siblings were allowed to join me. I curled up on my bunk bed crying, waiting for the clock to run out, and heard a shuffling coming from my closet. I started shouting for my parents, and they came in the room. I told them something was in my closet. They opened the door, and no one was there. But my life-size doll was on the opposite side of the closet I had put her in in the week before. With her head turned at a weird angle so that it was facing exactly where I was laying on the bunk bed. I cried so hard when I saw that that my parents let me leave the room. A few other times, the porcelain dolls my grandma got us would turn their heads, and one time, one actually stood up from her little wicker chair. Yikes. No fucking way. My brother, who slept on the top bunk, used to wake up screaming every night for months, saying the skeleton was clawing at him and trying to kill him. Every night he had this dream, he'd wake up with new scratches, some in places he he couldn't possibly reach himself. Last story. My sister used to sit in the room to do her homework while I'd be next door in my mom's room playing on the computer. She'd listen to music on my CD player while she worked. This day, she was listening to Mandy Moore, and she was dancing in her chair when she noticed a shadow on the wall that was not her own dancing to the music. That was not her own, also dancing to the music behind her. It was the shadow of the little girl, and she seemed to be enjoying herself. So it was probably the least scary thing to happen to us there. Thanks for listening to the stories and for providing an awesome outlet for me and the other haunted ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary folks to tell our stories. See you on the other side, Brianna. Oh my god. I really question why my life-size Barbie didn't come to life. I Did had you one. want it to? No, but there's we've had so many stories now that I'm like, did I miss something? Was it watching me and I just didn't know? But holy crap. Ew, it twisted its head to be able to basically watch her as she slept or I guess was in timeout or whatever. Yeah, terrifying. And that she had a weird feeling about it right away. I so wish they had like baby monitors set up, like the camera, Nest Cam, where they could have recorded the porcelain dolls getting up and walking. Oh, no, I don't want to see that. Hurts my heart to think about it. Yeah, no. I think that's always been like a big fear. It's like dolls coming to life. Yes, that's terrifying. Well, I mean, I think also because they are so lifelike, the idea that they would come to life isn't that far-fetched because they're made to look like they are. You're right. Well, at least she wasn't the only target. It's sad that her brother experienced things too, but yeah. to at least to the parents, it, it, you know, you can't deny that there's something off if both of your kids are having some weird things happen to them. Whew, and the skeleton scratching. Ooh. Super spooky. What do you have to close us out? Oh, it's not not spooky. So, but I guess that's what we're here for most days. This is from Sarah. It's called The House of Unfortunate Events. Oh, no. Hey, girls. I am a new listener 
Well, not anymore. This is from 2018. I am a new listener and I absolutely cannot get enough of your podcast. I listen to it on my long commute to and from work every day at the gym, in the kitchen, you name it, lol. I feel compelled to share my story with you about a house that my parents built when I was about seven years old. This may be a bit long, but I hope it brings you all kinds of creepy feels as it does to me years later. My family's from a very small town in upstate New York. My parents enjoyed being on the outskirts of town, and they had decided to purchase a large chunk of land and start building a home for our family, which consisted of my parents, myself, my two brothers, my sister, and our two chihuahuas. They had chosen to build a Dutch colonial-style home, which ironically happens to be the same style house as the infamous Amityville Horror House. Oh. About a year after we settled into our new house, after they finished building, and the craziness had finished with that chapter of our lives, a new and much darker chapter was about to begin. The first thing I remember was always hearing obnoxiously loud footsteps in the hallway at all hours of the night going up and down the hallway outside of my bedroom. All the kids' bedrooms were upstairs and my parents was downstairs. So naturally, at first, I blamed my little sister, lol, until (laughs) she was sleeping in my room one night and we both heard it. So we went to see if it was one of our brothers, just to find them both sound asleep. Then slowly, my sister started to become too afraid to sleep in her own bedroom. She became very clingy and very scared to be alone, and she never wanted to be in her room. She had a stuffed dog with the name Lauren on it. My sister's twin that unfortunately passed away in the womb before they were born was supposed to be named Lauren. My sister would tell us that the stuffed dog would always move in the middle of the night. We have a theme here. Yeah, whoa. She would put it in one place before bed and would find it in a different spot in the morning. We put it to the test and saw for ourselves that she was not lying. We told her it was just Lauren visiting her and she would always respond with, she wouldn't scare me at night, but we could never get her to elaborate. Things slowly became worse. I started to feel like I always had eyes on me at all times and that I was never alone. I remember overhearing my dad telling my mom that he woke up one night and in their dark, quiet room, while he was laying flat on his back, he was face to face with an old man who appeared to be hovering over their bed and almost touching noses with my dad. He also told my mom that in the same conversation that he had been upstairs and down the hall from my sister's bedroom and saw a faceless woman walk through the wall, exiting my sister's room across the hall and through the wall on the other side of the hallway and disappear. He felt scared and intimidated by whatever this was. Ooh, a faceless woman. Ooh. Later on, maybe a year later, my dad was far back in the forest out behind our house, clearing out some trees and making a path in the woods, when he came across three extremely old headstones, which we would later find out were from Civil War times. They were too aged and weathered to make out their names, but I believe something followed him home after discovering the graves on our property that somehow nobody knew were there. About one week after finding these graves, my dad was on the riding lawnmower in our front lawn and was literally thrown off of the mower and fell to the ground. When my mother asked what happened, he said a large black dog-like creature with sharp razor-like teeth and glowing eyes had lunged at him, knocking him off the mower, and then vanished into the forest in the same direction as the graves. Picture frames, crosses on the wall, and other hanging objects began to fall off the walls in our house. 
TVs would turn on and off by themselves. Doors would slam shut and open on their own. My siblings and I stopped getting along. My parents' relationship was beginning to go downhill. My mother developed a very bad drug addiction. My father became very abusive, dark, and often would have lapses in memory when he would just have outbursts of anger. I always wondered Mm. if the property was cursed or something. Because unfortunately, my parents ended up running into the same bad and unforeseen financial issues and were forced to sell the house. It became a rental house. It became a rental home for about a year and then it became vacant. One randomly gloomy spring day, my parents, with myself and my sister in the car, decided to drive up along lonely, windy roads to the old house just to have a peek at its condition. We were greeted with what was once a happy home for our family to a scene that immediately broke my parents' heart. The grass was taller than me. The glass on the front door was cracked, broken windows, cracked concrete. The shutters were hanging sideways on a few of the windows. The house my parents had once dreamed of and built for us was now trashed, dark, empty, sad, and eerie. For some reason, my parents had the bright idea to open a window put my sister in the window and have her come around and unlock the back door so that they could go inside. Yep, they broke into their old home. Smart. (laughs) I stayed in the car because I was freaking scared out of my mind. My sister sat with me after letting my parents into the house, and about 10 minutes later, my parents came running out of the house, leaving the door wide open and peeling out of the long driveway faster than I'd ever seen anyone drive before. My dad said over and over, it's evil, just pray, it's evil, you need to pray. And my mom had tears streaming down her face, and her face was pale, and she looked straight ahead for what seemed like forever without blinking or moving a muscle. Almost like she had been face-to-face with something very sinister when they entered the house. Not long after, I learned that when they went upstairs, my once pretty pink bedroom was painted black, and a pentagram had been painted on the wall. I never found out what else they saw because to this day, they refused to speak to anyone about it. Oh my gosh. This fruit is so reminiscent of Haunting of the Hill House. Yeah. Before I wrap up, I must add that unfortunate events have happened to just about every person that has lived in that house since my parents sold it. For example, a plastic surgeon purchased the home after a while of it being vacant and soon after fixing the house up, she lost her license for whatever reason and put the house up for sale. Another person moved in and went bankrupt within a few months of moving in. Now, the house remains vacant, at least vacant of the living. In case you are wondering about my family, we were unfortunately never the same after living there. My parents divorced. My dad was diagnosed with some mental health issues. Mom's addiction problems spiraled out of control, and to this day, none of us speak. But I can't help but blame that house for some of it, because we were perfectly normal happy, healthy family of six before moving onto that property, and now I don't even recognize my own family anymore. Last year, I went through a six-month span of having reoccurring dreams. Every single dream that I had for about six months straight was a dream of being in that house or on the property. Oh my god, chills, chills, chills. Whoa. Sometimes they were good dreams, and sometimes they were horrifying. After so long, I had gotten sick of it, and I decided to drive out to the house alone one day. I no. parked in front of the driveway and was overcome with the biggest wave of emotion I've ever felt in my life, followed by an hour and a half long episode of uncontrollable sobbing. When I stopped crying, I silently backed out of the driveway and went on with my day. 
I have not had one dream about that house or the property since that day. And this is my story of the house of unfortunate events. Keep up the great work. Stay spooky. See you on the other side, Sarah. Whoa. Oh my God. It totally reminds me so much of Haunting a Fell House, even the way it like drew her back. Yes, it's so crazy. But she sent us this like in mid-2018. So wild. I mean, Haunting a Fell House is based on many different real stories. So like I... It happens. It happens to people, and there's just and it, they built a new house, so it proves that hauntings aren't only. I wonder if she watched the haunting of the Hill House, like, because she sent us this email before the thing even aired. I wonder if Sarah watched it and was like, "Holy shit, this, this feels, feels like so my life." Real. Wow. Or you avoid watching things like that because it's so it's too close to home, and it like rips yeah. families apart. Yeah, but even like the recurring dreams and everything. Yeah, you're right. Being brought back to the room dreaming of drawn back in to the bedroom. it yeah oh wow peeling out of the driveway oh my god so much of it yeah oh the faceless woman that creeps me out all of it oh my gosh this was the scariest one i pro- probably could have ended with <laughs> for last. but it's so fascinating just like the power the power these this darkness can have it tears families apart really sad that none of her family members talk anymore I don't want that I for know. anyone. I want like happy, healthy relationships. And I want relationships that went sour because of tough times to be mended. But I know that that's not always the easiest. And I know that that's right. not always like sometimes it doesn't make sense for where you are in your life. But I'm also so curious right. what her sister experienced when they were younger, when she like wouldn't elaborate on the stuffed dog, Lauren. I wonder if she it, remembers. Yeah. And what her parents saw when they went into the house, you know? Yeah. There's so many things that just sound so scary. And I I agree with it's sad that her family has been so torn apart. But I wonder if with time, you know, if this house has so much power over them, maybe more time and distance away from it will help heal. I hope. Good God, we're now terrified and can't sleep. (laughs) We love this. This is We love it. So please email us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. Share everything with us. Please do. And you yeah. can also follow us on Instagram. You could follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. You just have yeah. to answer two questions to get in. And then our moderators are excellent in sorting through comments and posts and monitoring things so that it remains a safe and spooky place. Mm-hmm. A place for everyone to lean on each other and then also share what's going on in their lives and, and the spookiness that ensues. And if you want to find other ways to support us, you can rate and review us on iTunes. You can spread the word through word of mouth. We have merch. And we will see you on the other side. Very spooky.